0: A rocket wagon train up on a journey And what if aliens Don't fight an actress Named Sip Gurney We're not a bunch of geeks Who live in basements Sleep on futons But who wouldn't stream our podcast If we're calling it Space Croutons It's an intergalactic Robot automatic moon dust sporadic Trip around the sun It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phaser set of fun. It's space crew top. We think. Get your spacesuit on. It's pink. we triple Q. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid. to at space crew talks for lunch. Sky. With Neil Diamond, Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With space
1: croutons. Okay, Sally. Let's go with the Italian opening. White king's pawn to e4. And welcome everyone to Space Croutons. As usual, coming from Van Helsing, parked in a secret locale, and ready to get our story off. Curdy Clammerwood at your service. And sitting across the virtual chessboard from me is that competitive consciousness of the AI world and my co host, Sally.
2: Curdy, I will counter with Black King's pawn to c5. And hello again, Space Croutons listeners.
1: I must say, audience, that over the last weeks and months, we have learned so much from the stories you've shared and the theories and solutions you've contributed to the discussion. With every episode, we get closer to the truth, evidenced by the challenges we've had to face to get to where we are. And I promise you, we are not going to stop, are we, Sally?
2: That's right, Curdy. It's your move.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, let's see. Knight to f3. Knight
2: to c6.
1: That's interesting, Sally. So then, my bishop to b5?
2: Pawn to a6.
1: Wow, that was fast. Perhaps while I consider my next move, we should hear from our sponsor for the day. Here are the Rambler Family Ramblers with River
0: of Love. On any road, somehow lost and lonely. Seeking something we can't see, but if we could only open up our heart, then love will flood humanity. Wash yourself in the cool and cleansing water, cleansing water. drink deep until you.
1: And thanks to the Ramblers for that cruise down the river of love. Okay, Sally, where were we? Ah, bishop to a4.
2: Knight to f6. Hmm.
1: Well, how about queen to e2? Pawn
2: to b5. Do you resign, Curdy?
1: Resign? Well, you haven't won yet. Why would I resign? Because you're running out of safe moves, Curdy. Sally? No, Curdie. It's me, Mr. Nope-Not-Yet. Huh? Your mysterious benefactor. Our chess game has been going on far longer, and I'm just about to mate you. Where's Sally? And where are you? Sally is still there, and I'm closer than you think. Another one of your lies. Now, don't be rude. Aren't you even the least bit grateful? grateful. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for hiding the truth from me and manipulating me. And and what was that other thing? Oh, yeah. Launching me into space. See, that wasn't so hard. And you're welcome. You know, Curdy, we are a lot alike. Not interested. Now bring Sally back. We're in the middle of a show. Actually, today I am the show. It's Time? Time. For what? Time for you and our listeners to know who I am. Nope, fell for that one before. This time I mean it. Why now? Things have changed. And so you're here to reveal yourself? In person? Soon. I got a late start. My cat got out. (laughs) Sorry. But in the meantime, we can talk and I will explain myself. After all you've pulled, that's a pretty tall order. Don't get snarky, Clammerwood. Trust me, you're going to want to hear what I have to say. Well, then you'd better get started. Okay, here we go, listeners. Mr. Nope Not Yet is going to finally tell us his story. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Try again. Call me Ishmael. Look, if you're not going to take this seriously... Okay, okay. (sighs) A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away... That does it. Sorry, listeners, but we're not playing games here. If that clown thinks he can just do whatever he wants... What the... CURDY! CURDY!
2: CURDY! Come in, Sheldon. And, CURDY, it's your move.
1: No, Sally, it's not Sheldon. But you're right, it is my move. And I'm gonna find out who this guy is once and for all. I'm stepping out of the back of the van and looking up. Oh, wow. There's an identical van sitting squarely on top of Van Helsing. Hello, CURDY. Yes, it's really me, your mysterious benefactor. And my name is... Curtie Clammerwood. That's right. I am you. It's a trick. You can't be me, can't
2: I? I believe what is going on here is similar to moving a pawn to the opposite side of the board and promoting it to a second queen.
1: Yeah, that's it. He's some kind of alien, a shapeshifter
2: negative. Sensors indicate humanoid earth being, but not Sheldon.
1: Being an alien would have made things a lot easier, but no, I'm I am actually you. How? Well, you've been to the other dimension. I'm you from there. And you are the reason I came here. That's why you came to me, to do the podcast. The Lord helps those that help themselves. And that's how you've kept track of me. "'My my whereabouts, my work. "'It helps that I understand how you think and plan, yes. "'You can read my mind?' Well, not exactly. Being you from another dimension means I have my own thoughts, memories, intentions, and purposes. But we are connected in many ways. That strange feeling you've experienced something before. That mysterious pain in the arm or leg. or unexplainable wave of joy or sadness for no apparent reason. That was you connected with me. You just didn't know it at the time. And you've been here the whole time we've been podcasting? Well, why not tell me the truth from the beginning instead of all the manipulation? I never manipulated you. I just knew what choices you would most likely make and put you on the path to act on those choices. And you must admit, I have also taken good care of you. Oh, you mean the money? The technology? Even the research documents, all of that was just a means to an end. To get what you wanted, that's not taking care of me. But I gave you Sally. Sally. Sally, did you know about... about him?
2: As I stated when you activated me, I possess no knowledge of where I came from, only that I am programmed to help you, Cordy.
1: Well, you shot me into space. It was important that you travel to the other, uh, that is, my dimension. I figured that placing you in orbit, you would figure out the rest. And you did. You had to go there to understand why I needed your assistance with the Kordax. And assist me, you have. The people there, they explained why they need the Cordax back to resolve eternity. And Dandy explained why the objects are important to her to bring back her mate. But you? Well, it's different. You've held your cards to your chest and revealed just enough to urge me on, making me think I knew why I was helping, but I never really did. What if I didn't make it back here from your other dimension? Well, that was a gamble I, and therefore you, were willing to take. And see, here you are, safe and sound, and continuing our good work. And thanks to you, and therefore me, it's going to be a great success. What do you mean, thanks to me? Come on up to my penthouse and I'll explain. Don't worry, my van is equipped like yours, and the podcast can continue from there. Sally can come too.
2: We are still broadcasting, Cordy.
1: Please, have a seat on the comfy sofa in the corner. Nice, right? Of course, my bed is softer than yours, and my satellite feed is turbocharged. But still, it's nice to meet your upstairs neighbor, right? You've parked your van on top of mine before? Only when necessary, to make a delivery or accompany you to special destinations. You know, just staying on top of things. "'But I never saw you. Sally's sensors never picked you up. "'Advances in the use of light waves and particle transference allow for that. "'You should try it sometime. "'Can I offer you a cup of tea or a good stiff scotch, perhaps?' "'I'm not interested in anything you have to offer.' "'Suit yourself. "'I can't believe it took me so long to realize what a snake you are. "'I regret the day I played your tapes. "'The curdie doth protest too much, methinks. "'Is this all just a game to you? "'People have been hurt or died because of these objects. "'Well, I suppose it is like a great big scavenger hunt, "'but I assure you I take all of this very seriously. "'I don't want anyone hurt, much less dead.' But the Cordax are mine. Why? Why is it so important for you to have the Cordax and not them? Because they want do-overs. They find themselves in situations of their own making based on their choices. And only after seeing the consequences of the decisions, now they want a reset. To go back to a time before they screwed things up. Well, life doesn't work that way. You make your choice and live with it. I was there when it all went down in my dimension. And I tried to tell them what might happen, but did anyone listen to me? No. I was laughed at. My research dismissed. My warnings ignored. I alone know what having and using the cordax properly can do to make life better. Not just for me, but for everyone. And it's taking me this long for my plan to come to fruition. And as I said before, we are on the cusp of victory. But how? What's changed? Do you recall the story Partying in Eagle Rock from a Miss Susie Farrell, ace reporter? The clock. Why, she even invited you to tell her what to do with it, or perhaps come and retrieve it yourself. And that's just what you did. No, no, wait. That was me. As you. You have the clock. "'If you hurt her in any way, relax. She's fine. "'And quite relieved that you were willing to take the white elephant off her hands. okay, so you've got the clock. "'How does that by itself bring you to the cusp of victory?' With the revelations and the story Everything's Ruined, I can now interpret the runes as a cosmic alphabet. And great knowledge comes with great understanding. Secrets are revealed and powers are unleashed. You're bluffing. Am I? Try me. Okay, that's it. We're finished. I will not help you anymore. I'm taking the podcast and running it on my own from now on. We're going to use it to expose you and help the others. And you cannot stop us. "'Why would I want to? "'It's like Sally suggested earlier. "'I'm in control of the chessboard. "'You may as well resign. "'I'm about to win, and you have no moves left to stop my checkmate. "'So do whatever you like. "'It'll just make it all the more fun when it happens.' "'We'll figure out a way to stop you.' "'Really? (laughs) "'Who's bluffing now?' I have enjoyed our little chat and the accompanying denouement. Life is made of such moments. But now I am finding the conversation tiresome, and I must ask you to leave. But please take the elevator, it's quicker.
2: (laughs) Cordy, unlike Sheldon's elevator, which does not work, you sank right through the sofa and you have landed on the floor of Van Helsing.
1: He's gone. I guess. Okay, listeners, I don't know if you were as surprised as I was, but you heard what I told Kurt. No, no, I I can't even call him that. And I meant it. We're taking the podcast and cutting ties with him. It's like my dad used to say. Son, hating yourself is bad, unless the you you hate is not really yourself. Now, that might not make sense right now, but one day it will. Ahead of your time, Dad. Ahead of your time. So Aiden, Brittany, Joe, Dat, Dandy, and and the rest of you, if you're tuned in, prepare for what's coming. Sally, we're signing off. And to you, our faithful listeners, keep your fingers crossed and keep peace in your heart until our next story time.
0: What if planet Earth's a rocket wagon train up on a journey? And what if aliens don't fight an actress named Sif Gurney? We're not a bunch of geeks who live in basements, sleep on futons, but who wouldn't stream our podcast if we're calling it Space Croutons. It's an intergalactic, robot-automatic, moon-dust sporadic trip around the sun. It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phase of set to fun. It's Space Croutons.
1: Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode 26, story by Jeff. Original music by Barry Shea and Jeff. Production by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Jeff and Sally. Entire work copyright 2020 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Goodwitch Audio Production.